Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Franz Sydney. I'm your host, and this is Create with Franz. Today, we are going to talk about something that touches a lot of people and many, many of my clients. What it's like to grow up with overly critical parents and friends and peers and a society maybe that is very critical and what it's like to recover. Yes, it is possible. And sometimes we don't realize that our behaviors, our beliefs come from this issue. So let's start from the beginning, shall we? Right, in our youth, when we are young, what do we think about ourselves? We normally look at our parents, our carers, whoever is raising us, to form an opinion of who we are and how much we matter in the world. Are we cute, not cute, intelligent? Are we nice persons? Are we not nice? Everything we think about ourselves, are we able to do stuff, comes in the beginning from what the adults tell us. And we actually believe everything they say. So, of course, as we are children, we will make a lot of mistakes because we are learning how life works. This is absolutely normal. However, our parents who have a job to teach us what to do and to guide us sometimes can overstep their limit and and go a lot harder than they are supposed to do. And what happens is they are constantly very disappointed of whatever we're going to do and they criticize everything, literally the whole day, everything we do is wrong. And it can happen that whether we are too permissive or too authoritarian, but if they are constantly criticizing us, belittling and putting us down, we are going to feel like we are failures, we are disappointments, we are rejected, we are abandoned, we don't have any hope to ever do anything well is tragic. Of course, psychology has done a lot of research which is possible to see if you go and look at all these studies. They show that when you have a very strict and very authoritarian style of raising your children and you are overly critical, you will produce children who suffer from permanent low self-esteem and might have even poor behaviors, which we'll see in a minute. Why? Because there is a difference. We are working with a fragile mind, a very delicate mind that is in the stages of evolution and understanding who we are. So the, the data is very solid. The being overly critical is not good. On average, we would expect a normal parent to respect the child, to trust the child appropriately for his age and the tasks that he's going to do, and to reprimand the, the child when he's doing something wrong, for example, touching an electrical wire that is live, or we have to stop a child if he's hurting someone else. So we are teaching them what to do and what not to do, and we use our values to pass them to them so they understand what is right and what is wrong. And this is normal. We also, as parents, are not only to reprimand when something wrong has been done, but we are to teach it kindly and to praise the small achievement that a child will attain during the day. For example, if he manages finally to 
to up his shoelaces. We're supposed to say, well done. So he feels nice about himself, about something that he has achieved. Maybe for us it's a tiny thing, but for them it's a huge thing. And you see them beaming when they have been praised. You also would like to assume that a normal, average, good parent, although it's very hard to make a general description, will not compare a child to anyone else all day long and make them feel smaller because they would make them obviously feel bad. You can probably tell from their expression. However, I'm just making a very general idea of what is a good parent. A parent is the one that raises a child to become who he's meant to be, using up his skills and developing well and feeling safe, loved, protected and respected. A parent will also show unconditional love. So even when the child makes mistakes or a teen makes mistakes, the love remains there and maybe they, they will come, there will be some comments saying, oh well, misbehavior has caused this issue, but the love should be unconditional. Now, it could be that now you have some issues and I will tell you the issues in, in a minute, but first let's talk about those issues that are typically coming from having overly critical parents. So you might see, for example, um, a parent. So let's talk about the parents, okay? The parents could be uh, very, very critical, so they don't really have much to say about the children that is positive. From the day they were born, they criticize pretty much every action that they do. So I'm talking about a list of possible things. Not all of them should come together. So you could be uh, maybe affected by one or two. These are parents that perhaps are not confident in the abilities of the children to do anything. So you will see then that the children develop self-esteem issues and they will not have self-confidence later on. Also, there will be parents that might criticize your looks. You know, you are too thin, you are too fat. And all your failures, so look at you, you only got a, a C in maps or whatever. You could have done a lot better and just very overly critical. Experiences may vary, so you might have parents that are harshly critical but also dismissive of the feelings of their children and therefore they don't take into account the fact that the child is now crying after hearing the comments, they just say, oh, you deserve this and that might be also very disrespectful so lacking kindness lacking even privacy with all the children you know 18 plus and they go and look in their private things and and we just blame the child for everything but also they might be blaming the child because they as parents had to sacrifice they had to give up maybe a dream career they can't afford to go on holiday, oh, if it weren't for you, I would be doing this and that's a, a terrible thing to grow up with. Also, you might notice that some parents will have overly dramatic reaction to everything the children do and they will explode, frothing, shout, yell, burst into whatever reactions and for small things, not for a child that is, you know, actually really acting out, but for anything they are exploding, like the, the room is not cleansed or you arrive late and here is a big thing, they might even 
beat you up but that's another topic for another episode that I don't want to make really on beating because it's a terrible thing to talk about as well or we might just dwell on all the the problems and all the negativity that you have in your own behavior so we dwell on them and they just close their eyes regarding anything good that you're doing as a child so they're not giving you approval they're not warm they don't tend to give you hugs or praise in front of other people nothing so it, it could be like the parents maybe of about a century ago were very formal relationship but they don't really express love and affection as the children grow up these type of parents sometimes tend to try to control them try to tell them how to live their life in all the details how they should raise the children they criticize everything and they criticize their own child in front of the grandchildren and still they do not praise their own grandchildren they continue this legacy that is toxic and they might even compare and degrade children and siblings one with another plus some of these parents have expectations that are way way too high so they expect the children to do the impossible and they put rules in the house that are very very strict and make everyone fear for their own safety because the parent will burst into anger if everything is not done as it should be in their very ideal idealistic idea of what life should be like in a house I'm quite sure you have now a pretty good idea of what a critical parent is like and you probably have your own ideas as well. So a critical parent is one that does it all the time, every day, for everything and never stops. He seems to be wanting to destroy the child. It's very difficult to grow up like that and there's nothing to do with a normal parent that is educating the child and um, nothing to confuse as well with a parent that is thinking of helping the child but actually is damaging the child and keeps thinking it's correct while unleashing constant criticism day after day of entire day so yeah let's make sure we we um we don't generalize that all the parents should never criticize should never say well you have to tell the child if he's doing something wrong especially if it's dangerous so how do we know that a child has grown up with a parent like that they might just tell you but the first thing i notice in my sessions is they come with very very deep self-esteem issues they don't believe in themselves and they don't try things because they are absolutely sure they're gonna fail it's gonna go wrong and everything this can also happen with parents that are not critical but they have very very high expectations so be careful you don't pick up one sentence and go there and think that's it my parents are over critical no you have to really think these are people that think everything is their fault they're constantly apologizing and they even end up with relationships that are destructive and abusive because they think they deserve it that's familiar that's what they grew up with they could be self-destructive punish themselves with eating too much or drugs or whatever they might have anxiety and depression at the same time and they grew up feeling oppressed so they might be looking for a very domineering partner because it's so familiar although they despise the idea that's what they attracted to the adult child of critical parents might also be a bully he might want to ask direction to the parents or to other people all the time for everything because they don't trust themselves to do anything they can't decide they can't make any decision because they think oh i might fall they're terrified of the consequence of feeling really bad about themselves and also you might pick up people who 
just don't believe that people can genuinely like them. They might not want to have any compliments because if they feel weird, they might cry and they might have a little chatter going inside their mouth that is telling them all the time how wrong they are, how bad they are, they don't deserve things. So if you are suffering from one, two, three of those symptoms that I'm talking about, it could be that you have grown up and you probably remember with very critical parents or maybe the parents were fine and your friends were very critical. So don't just Go and blame your parents first and look at the entire environment because we don't grow up in a sterile jar, we grow up in an environment. We might even have critical parents that have not taken any account of our emotions. They don't look at our face, we don't look at their face. And so we, studies have shown you know, in research that we might not even be able to recognize facial expressions as such and understand, read the body language of others because we were not doing that and our parents were not doing that. And so that's important. So you might see things like becoming addicted to vaping, smoking, drugs, substances that make you numb your feeling. And there are loads and lots of things that we can look at. So the, the children are trying to grow and define who, who they are. and. The parents are just trying to to teach them something, but the self-esteem of children is just blooming and it's very, very fragile when we are young. So it's important, and this is just a little thing to remember for later, that if a child grows up to go into a serious addiction, the important thing is, is not to force them into a corner to punish them, but to actually give them the love and understanding that they feel was missing, you know, because they feel they're never good enough. We, sometimes we grow up that we don't feel loved and accepted. We, we don't feel that we are smart enough for what our parents expected us to be. And so we might not want to engage in any activity where our self-esteem can be damaged. And uh, we might look for everything that will smooth and numb the feelings of feeling not very good. And it's very good to see feeling twice, but that is okay. So we might realize that we have a problem with our behavior are self-destructive and self-defeating. So we don't try things, we fail, and then we tell ourselves off for failing and therefore then we go on to self-destruction. And although all teenagers should be a little bit rebellious because they are establishing who they are, when they come to the purpose of really wanting to injure themselves or excessively drinking and doing high-risk activities, you realize that these people are like trying to really risk their life because they are coming from this empty place. They are trying to destroy themselves because they were never good enough. For the people, they are the most important people in our life, the people who raise us, which is usually the parents or sometimes the grandparents or extended family. So they're trying to destroy themselves. I do remember from last year, I worked with a lady who said uh, at the center point, she realized after much talking that she was smoking because so she could destroy herself because she did not deserve to live. And thankfully after that session, she stopped smoking for good. Uh, but how sad to think that we have to destroy ourselves. Now, sometimes these children have grown up with critical parents and now they are adults, they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 
and the parents are still harping on all the time. And there will be lots of types of his parents, I don't know which one you have, but um, critical parents, remember, they might think that they are trying to help, okay? So their intention is good. It's just the way they do it, because that's what they grew up with, that's what they saw in their own family, in their own culture, for example, in Mediterranean and in Asian cultures, in Latino culture sometimes. I hear from a client and I see from research, etc. that there is this thing of trying to help you so much that you become an overly protective parent that makes you feel you can't do anything and they criticize if you fail. So just make sure you don't make rush judgments here. And I don't want to make them either, you know, we want to understand that the critical parents many times are trying to make you do something better. And um, it's not that they hate you. There are different types and many different levels of being critical. And um, maybe if you are an adult, you have now built up a good personality, but you feel hurt by what your parents are doing. So with diplomacy, with tact and kindness, you could try to establish new rules and threshold. For example, you can say to your parents, please do not tell me how to do whatever, how to drive, how to cook, how to raise my children, until I ask, do not give me advice because I did not ask for it. Or you can say, thank you for this, but I didn't ask for it. If I need advice, I will ask. So things like that can be just an eye-opening for the parent who thought there was, you know, everything was good. Another thing that can possibly help is being very kind and say to the parents, I don't know if you realize, but what you are saying is actually hurting me. Please don't say that anymore. It makes me feel really bad. And it might be that the parent never thought about that. And I, 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 sorry, it just makes me feel really bad. Give him a hug. Say, I really feel awful about it. Please don't say that anymore, even if you think it. And that might be just the way that your parent realized, oh my gosh, what have I done? I was trying to love my child and to guide him and instead I hurt him. So not all critical parents are going to be beasts and, and, and hate you. There are different levels. And sometimes they just speak without much thinking. They're trying to see the obvious thing to tell you and they haven't thought very much of how is that going to affect you at all. So tell them that and, and tell what you would like to hear instead. So if there is a, a way of them to criticize you without being harsh, maybe you want to tell them exactly how to do it. There is, for example, something called humor or um, give you an option and say, uh, you know, whatever, I don't want to give you an example. You might think of one, that's fine. Also, you could give a little perk to your parents and said, you know, if you didn't criticize me so much, I would be a lot happy to come and have Sunday lunch with you. But every time I come, you put down me, you put down my spouse and my children. We just want to make, you know, peace with this. And if you just stop criticizing me all the time, especially in front of my family, I would be so grateful. And I will be joining you in more activities our relationship would be better. Can you try that? Is it possible? And see what happens. Experts always say what we have to do is accept as the parents they are, as they are, they grew up like that. 
we probably love you to bits and we don't want to compare the parents that we have with the parents of other people. Yes, it would be nice, but we don't really know what it's like to be in the other family. Some parents look very loving outside and they're not inside. There are such things as narcissist parents as well, you know, small, tiny amount. So we, we want to make sure that we see the parents as people. They're not, you know, the um, powerful authority in the world. They are just people. And people grow up with their own history, with their own blame, with their own guilt. They might be insecure, they might have their own fears or need to control because they didn't have the love and, and the control of a life that you don't have either. So they're just passing it over. It's an automatic thing. They don't realize it's going on. So just accept them as, you, as they are. And then you have to create this defense towards their criticism that is different if they do not want to change. Uh, and there is another thing to consider. It can well be that our parents are criticizing us a lot because our behavior is appalling. Because we are leaving a whole house in a complete mess every day. Because we are using drugs or alcohol or bringing friends that are destroying the house. Because we are not doing anything in school. Because we are becoming toxic and we are shutting and we are criticizing and we are really negative and we are bullying people. And then our parents, they reach a stage where they can no longer say, no, that's, that's fine, the child is growing up. They have to tell us and we say they're criticizing, but actually they're telling us what is true. So make sure that we have also this analytical aspect of this, you know, exercise we're doing and say, well, it could be that the words are actually valid. They're not criticizing me and telling me what I'm doing and what I'm doing is really bad. It's hurting me, it's hurting them. Maybe are we the one criticizing them all the time and complaining all the time and so they get to the defensive because they are fed up. So, yes, so in this case, maybe it's the time that we start working on ourselves and realize, well, why are they shouting to me all the time? And this also happens too. I remember talking to a friend a couple of years ago and how did you, how come did you divorce and you, you and your wife divorced, what happened? You know, I'm just very thorough in my questioning. And he would say, well, she was always yelling, yelling, yelling. It was incredible. I couldn't bear with it. And she was critical. She was yelling all the time. And I just went and I thought, oh, that's a poor person. But eventually we, we talked a little bit more and in the conversation it turned out there was a very good reason why she was yelling all the time. It's because he had started to view porn all the time. They had small children and she didn't like that. And, um, you know, their life was changing and she said, can you stop? And he wouldn't stop and things get worse. And in the end, of course, she was yelling because he was always attached to his a mobile device watching this porn and for her that was not the right thing and that's why she was yelling and so the change could only happen if he did his own change and then there was no way that he could say well she's critical and I leave her because she's critical she was critical for a very very good reason and I challenge you to remain very Christ-like and, and sweet and whatever once a spouse is, is completely obliterating you because he's addicted to something. So let's make sure we take responsibility. We are not saints, are we? How do we heal from all this? So there will be lots and lots and lots of things because we have to finally understand that everyone should, in theory, have parents that love you, they accept you, they have compassion for you, they're kind, but 
not all parents are like that not all parents are warm and um, you know you we just have to accept that that's how we grew up and some parents for some reason have grown up being unable to show this love and we have to just accept that this has happened your childhood cannot be changed or reversed we cannot undo it any a trauma or anything cannot just be cancelled from the from a past but we can cancel and erase the way that we are reacting to that because you know nobody's gonna say sorry let's just move on in the end but it's not very easy to do is it because we feel hurt so at some point we want to realize that we are worthy of love and um, we have to understand that maybe if we keep falling in certain types of relationships that are very toxic is because of that this very controlling judgmental parents and we have felt always rejected and hurt and so we are kind of taken over by this autopilot and everything is difficult for us to do unless it's very familiar and so these automatic thoughts and feelings might be pushing us into making very very poor decisions and then we might see that we gravitate towards those people that are somehow comfortable comfortable to us but you know why because they are familiar they are just like our parents and I remember a client telling me two days ago, yeah, it was just just like my father. But I didn't like how my father treated me, but my boyfriend was just like him. And I didn't like him. We split up. Of course you did, because eventually you realize that is not good. So there is a lot of stuff that you can do to find yourself again, to uh, recreate your identity. And let me tell you what I do with clients, and I have to say a lot of clients that I had came from a family where they felt they were overly criticized and not allowed to, to thrive. And the parents were telling them all that they have to do, and if they didn't do that, they were criticized and downgraded and, you know, are like, you know, very good because you don't do as I say. And even as adults, the parents keep harping on and trying to tell you how to live. So if you came to me for a session or a program, what would I do with you? Let me just tell you, then we can close this episode. So in the past, I've worked with a lot of clients who were suffering from this really bad, low self-esteem. They showed up in toxic relationships and, and um, you know, uh, very bad experiences at work and feeling that everyone hates you feeling that energy wasn't there, their motivation for doing things wasn't there, and they were just maybe lonely, they couldn't find love or anything because deep inside they thought, well, I'm not worthy of love and respect, so I'm just going to have nobody. I'm never going to have children. I'm going to be on my own. And they worry, they worry a lot about being becoming old and being on their own and not having anyone to to be loved from and you know the companionship thing is it's just very sad to be a, an older person stuck in your house on your own it's not very good is it and so they were thinking and worrying about that and um yeah it's, it's something we worked on for our program to make this better so we talked about all these issues in the consultation they may last up to one hour so there's a lot of stuff you can just unload but we're not into counseling here so no you're not gonna come to me for 
every Friday for a cloth for the next 10 years. We go a lot faster, we go straight down using rapid transformational therapy. We will tackle the root cause of this suffering that usually comes out straight off as you go into regression in hypnosis. We tackle this route, we go back to when you were younger and you were feeling that, we connect the feeling and we viewing this feeling as if we are part of the same, without feeling the same trauma, whatever, we are able to understand it, reprocess it, transform who you are and how you feel about yourself. So we, we can literally upgrade the inner child and this gives you an instant boost of your own self-esteem. It happens right there in your session. You come out feeling liberated, lighter, better, incredible and a lot of people had felt before like a weight on the chest or something on the top of their stomach area, a, a deep dark substance or something heavy that was not helping them to to be free and to breathe and this has been visualized as all these toxic things that have been there and they never came out and we were able to liberate and take this off completely and just throw it into space and they felt physically a lot better straight away once the cloud was lifted i gave them a recording straight after the session and this soothing recording is to is something i give that you have to listen to for two months and this helps you to rewire permanently all those beliefs that you had and transforming them in positive beliefs and the recording because you listen once a day or maybe more times in a day if you want to relax for a few minutes is becoming more and more familiar than the toxic one and of course what happens in your brain is that the synapses the neurons that are no longer used they are slowly dissolved and the new ones they get repeated become stronger and stronger and bigger and the neurons they will wire together will fire together so you will automatically feel better while automatically before you were feeling always low about yourself but we're just gonna rewrite the program completely after that i have a whole month of programs so it all works to help you week by week to get better and better so we use ericksonian hypnosis or maybe more rtd if necessary but usually one session is enough we use neuro-linguistic programming and we need coaching. And so with this activity, week after week, we peel off any other layer that we might have that we have not tackled yet, any addictions, if you are smoking or taking substances or eating too much, maybe emotional eating, uh, whatever. So all these issues, they were stemming from not feeling enough, not feeling loved and accepted because of a critical parenting or other reasons we work with them at the same time you are given daily exercises small steps to do every day they show your unconscious mind that you are safe you're a loving and lovable person you are capable you are able to do good things and you will take daily steps they will help you to increase your threshold so you can take more challenges and do more amazing things 
and the results are phenomenal and start right from the first session every single time and that's why I really love my job because I just love to see the, the patient that or client that comes in feeling low feeling angry and sad and unsafe and then come out like oh gosh I can't feel amazing what is that and it's like it's you it comes from you because I just facilitate that I don't do anything else let me just show you what I heard from my client two days ago, a client that just has done a session, uh, was it Tuesday I think, and uh, and uh, yeah, I got this message saying I'm doing things that I've never done before, I'm just so much more positive, I don't care anymore about these grudges from my parents, I don't even hear them, they don't really define me, I have all this energy, I have a lot more motivation, I can think clearly I have this lucid thinking now and uh, and then I got a message that came literally this morning and said I'm living the dream is this a new me that's incredible it's too good to be true and and the client was saying whatever people are saying now you know if I like complaining all the time it doesn't touch me and it doesn't define me and also I haven't been the angry and you know snappy I've been very kind to everyone and you know overall it's like a huge change thank you and I have to say when you have a session and a client coming out like that from day one you're like yes this is why I exist (laughs) this is why I love my job and you know if you want to be the next person experiencing this transformation remember the transformation comes from you from understanding what's going on because understanding is power. If you want the same, contact me. You know where I am. You know how to press a button. Contact me and ask me to have a free consultation so we can see what I can do for you. So you can, you know, set aside years and years of pain and feeling bad about yourself and create a new life for you. The life that you deserve. Isn't that amazing? So thank you very much for being with me. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and please share it with a friend that might be suffering from that problem. And if you had a session before with me and you felt great, that's the time to tell your friends about it so they can also enjoy the beauty of being renewed completely and refreshed and full of energy and belief in themselves. I hope that you will be with me next week and you know, have a lovely, lovely time and a lovely spring that is coming through and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. You've listened to Create with Franz Sidney.